Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor here at Tiger Shulman to Smithtown. I am here once again, ready to give you a little bit of food for thought and a little bit more psychological information for you to train your mind and body to be able to perform at that much higher of a level for the next little while. Hopefully, what we talk about today, you'll be able uh, to use in the future, not just this, excuse me, not just this week, but in an ongoing way. So what I want to talk about this week, in my opinion, it has a very big part to do with self-defense. Um, and it's one of those things that when you, uh, when you understand this principle really, really well, and you think about it a lot, I think it changes how you do almost everything. So the thing I wanted to talk about this week is being observant. So we'll jump back in time just a little bit here. Uh, I want you guys to think back to a couple of years ago. And there was this thing that was all over social media. It was all over the news. It was everywhere. It was called the knockout game. And the premise of it was, you know, a group of teenagers or some young adults would come upon a, a single person. And they would come upon them in a kind of a sneaky fashion. And the whole objective of the quote-unquote game was to walk up to this unsuspecting person and while the person wasn't suspecting anything, throw a single punch and knock the person out because they weren't expecting it. Yes, horrible. Yes, assault. Yes, criminal. But if we really wanted to give that a name, it already has one. That name is a sucker punch. Now, when people think about a sucker punch, they think about the person throwing the punch as the sucker, usually. But that isn't the truth. The sucker is not the person who throws the punch out of nowhere and hits the unsuspecting person. The sucker is the person who allowed someone inside their bubble, didn't notice their aggressive tendencies, and got hit with a punch that they should have seen coming. That's the sucker. So this boils back down to what I wanted to start talking about today, and that is observation and why it's such an important tool for self-defense. So I assume a great many of you guys drive. So let's take our thoughts in that direction for a moment, and then we'll use that idea to come back to self-defense. So let's start with, with, with driving. Right? We know that the worst drivers to be around are those who are unobservant. That's why texting while driving is such a big problem. Uh, that's why fiddling with the radio is such a big problem. That's why really being distracted in any kind of way is a big problem. But to that end, uh, the thing we want to think about is what makes those drivers so dangerous. Like I'll, I'll give you guys an example, and this is one of my wife's biggest pet peeves. What she can't stand is when she's driving in the left lane, in the passing lane, and there's someone who's completely unobservant about what's going on, and they're speeding up and slowing down, and speeding up and slowing down. Never a consistent speed, but they're also not passing the traffic on their right. They're just camped out in the left lane, not going anywhere, not noticing 
people piling up behind them and then changing lanes to getting around them. This is the same type of person who will just decide out of nowhere, oh wait, I have to get off at that exit in 300 feet. Let me cut across four lanes of traffic. Who cares if anybody else is there? Again, just unobservant. You know, we're living in a world these days where people are becoming more and more self-absorbed. And I don't mean that in the conceited sense. I mean that more in the in their own little world kind of sense. Like here's an interesting law that I heard passed a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a law that was passed in a town where you were not allowed to cross the street while texting. I agree with this law, but the fact that it needs to be a law speaks to where our society is at at this point. I know often when I'm out with my wife or uh, even before COVID times when my lobby was full, I'd look out in the lobby and I knew what a lot of the tops of a lot of the parents' heads looked like better than I knew what their faces looked like because I would look out at them so often and they'd be looking down at whatever device rather than looking at the class. And this holds true throughout all of our society. Think about any restaurant that you've seen. Again, obviously we can't gather that much right now, but think about how much you've seen people with their face buried in their phone out with, with a friend. Think about how much you see a person walking through a, a supermarket with their eyes on their phone, running their carts into people. I've been hit, with, <laughs> I've been hit by people with their shopping carts uh, only because they have no idea what's going on around them. Now, mind you, did I see the people coming? Yes. Did I allow them to make a fool of themselves? Yes. Why? To teach them the lesson. What's the lesson? It is your responsibility to be aware of your surroundings. That's a huge responsibility. Let's stick with automotive. If I change lanes on the highway and I clip a car behind me that I didn't see, I am at fault because it's my responsibility to be aware of my surroundings. Yes, that car could have been doing the wrong thing and hanging out in my blind spot, absolutely. They could have changed lanes in there very quickly and I didn't notice. But there's the key phrase, I didn't notice. It is my responsibility to be observant of what's going on around me, where the other cars are, where I have space to move, what's going on in those cars. Do I see someone signaling? Do I see someone starting to drift to the one side of the lane, indicating that maybe even though they don't have their turn signal on, they might be coming anyway? Maybe their car is one of the ones that doesn't come equipped with turn signals. I digress. The safest drivers are the ones who are very observant. And my wife is excellent at this. And it's funny, she's, she's great at it when it comes to the car. I'm pretty good at it when it comes to the person. I'm very good at looking at the person in the car and noticing where their head is, noticing what's going on in the car. We were driving just this past weekend and uh, she was driving and I looked over and she's like, what is this idiot doing? I'm like, oh, they're texting. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, look at the angle of his head. And I could see, and sure enough, we get past him, person's texting. Or the person who just not a care in the world, doing a million other things, right? You, uh, we watch people all the time reach down for their drink, drift to the right, 
again, just unobservant, dangerous, right? But the people who, like I said, make you feel the safest behind the wheels are the people who know everything that's going on around them. Now, let's bring this back to self-defense and why this is so important. Let's go back to the knockout game and start there. What put those people in danger? Yes, of course, it was the perpetrators. Yes, of course, it, it was the people who threw the punch that were the problem. They're obviously the big, big problem. However, how are they able to make that person a victim? Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, that person looked like a victim. Maybe their head was down. Maybe they're, maybe they're buried in their phone. Right? Whatever the case may be. Somehow, someway, they looked unobservant. Then, I, then as, as we move forward, think about what they allowed. They allowed a stranger, obviously giving them some kind of attention, to wander into their space, into their bubble. Let me illustrate. Let me explore this point a little bit further before before going on to the idea of the knockout game here. So, we have different distances where we're comfortable with people. Right? There's a certain zone that you'll allow, just like anybody. Right? Obviously, out in the store, if, if someone walks too close to you right now, you feel a little uneasy. But let's think about normal times, not COVID times. Even still, someone comes a little too close to their cart, you're like, what the heck? There's that bubble that we all kind of enjoy having around us. And if someone steps inside that bubble, it feels weird. And we don't like it. We create distance. But then there's a slightly closer zone where you allow like acquaintances. There's like an acquaintance distance. Where maybe like your coworkers or somebody you know a little bit, you know, that, the receptionist at some business or whatever, you'll let those people in to a certain distance. But if they got closer than that, it would feel a little creepy. Then there's like the friend distance. And that friend distance, right? Like you see some of your friends, you're never shy to like, you know, pat them on the back or put your hand on the shoulder. There's a different physical distance there. Then there's the loved one distance. Right? where you're, you're going to allow your family members, your parents, your siblings, and so forth. And then there's an intimate distance where you would allow uh, a loved one of that type as well. There's all these different distances when it comes to comfort. There's that stranger distance too. At that stranger distance, you know, mm, I'm not comfortable having a person this close. Now, we, we, as we move along in society, Again, as people get self-absorbed, because they get lost in their little world, one of two things happens. Either they don't know because they're buried in their phone or whatever, or they're too meek to say something. Both of those are a problem. Right? People get so afraid of offending somebody that they're, uh, they're afraid to make a little bit of space. At least they were before COVID times. COVID times, I think that's changed a little bit. I think if someone gets within six feet of you, you make a little bit of space now. <laughs> but still, think about it this way. So you're walking down the street. Someone's walking towards you. They give you a weird vibe. Cross the street. Who cares? Better to look like a psychopath than to make yourself a potential victim. Why allow that person into your bubble for no reason? I digress, right? Buried in your phone, 
obviously a problem too. Because if you don't notice that person, that's when they become dangerous. See, when you're striking, distance is your first line of defense. If you're at a far enough distance, your reaction time is very, very great. On the other hand, if you're much closer, then your reaction time much slower. Think about it in baseball terms for a moment. If you're out in left field, person hits a pop fly, you have plenty of time to get underneath it. You're playing third base, they hit you a grounder real hard, you don't have nearly as much time, you're much closer. Let's stay with driving analogies. Car slams on their brakes in front of you. If you're 10 car lengths behind them, no big deal. You're a car length and a half, big deal. So, going back to distance and how important it is. Right? Again, how did that person let themselves be a victim? They allowed that person who they weren't comfortable with in a distance that they should not have been comfortable in. And then, they didn't create space once that person was in that distance. As a result, the victimizer was able to make them a victim. Now, how can this be evolved? Excuse me, how can this be avoided? Well, simple. We develop a skill set. And what is the skill set? The skill set is being observant. It's one of those things that I pride myself on and that I try to teach people about all the time. Again, the world's a little different these days because of COVID and so forth. But I want you guys to think about this. You know when you're waiting online at a supermarket, before we all had all the marks on the floor, you know there were times when someone was just a little too close to you and it didn't feel quite right. right? Maybe you made space, maybe you said something, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't need to say something because you turned around and you made some strong eye contact, they realized it was up and they backed off all on their own. It could have just been a simple matter of them not being observant either, right? But how did you know? Because you were observant. See, think about the exact antithesis of a person who is buried in their cell phone. That person is completely aware of their surroundings. Completely. They know where a person is. They even know where the cars are in the street. They know all of those things. They see the alleyway coming up ahead of them. They see the person walking in their direction and where their head is, right? They see, is this person going to walk into me because they're buried in their cell phone? Is this person I hear walking up behind me, are they gaining a little too fast? Now, how can we do it without looking like a psychopath and rolling our head around constantly? Well, simple. A, I don't think it's a bad thing to constantly be looking around. Obviously, if you're having a conversation with someone, it's a little bit different, but it's not impossible. I think about the main street of my town when I think about teaching someone how to be observant. And I think there are so many tools at your disposal. And some of them will change based on, on the time of day and so forth. If you're walking down main street in just about any town, there's going to be cars parked, right? Cars have mirrors on them. They have reflections off of windows and stuff. And that'll help you see someone behind you someone on the side of you, right? Being able to listen to what's going on around you is huge as well. In the daytime, when the sun is out and so forth, 
and you can see shadows on the ground. That's a great tool to help you be observant. You can see people all around you and how close they are based on where their shadow is. You can see how fast they're moving. You can see their body language because we know what aggressive body language looks like too, right? So to that end, you can use things like a storefront, the reflection in a storefront. You can use things like uh, <coughs> excuse me, the windshield of a car. You can use things like the reflection off of your cell phone. You can use little, all sorts of little things like that. The sound of where the person's footprints are, or footsteps are, I should say. Don't be afraid to do this. Now, how do you develop any skill? Simply practice it. So this week, as I'm talking about this to you, what I want you to do is I want you to practice this. I want you to be very observant this week. I want you, wherever you are, to make a mental note of where everyone in the room is. But then, take that same thought process and kick it up a notch. It's not just enough to know where they are. Know where they're looking. Know where their hands are. Know where their attention is. Are they getting closer? Are they getting further? These simple things that you can do are simple tools that can help prevent the situation before it starts. Just like how when my wife drives, she'll notice the car that's veering into the lane a little bit. Or how I'll notice the person who's looking down and texting and not noticing they're coming into my lane. Do these simple things and you can avoid a self-defense situation entirely. Not even ever need to throw a punch or kick that you might have practiced. It's not easy. It requires as much work as any of the punches and kicks we practice in martial arts. But here's the cool thing. When you learn how to be more observant in a self-defense fashion, this translates to being more observant in all sorts of things. I think someone who is observant this way, they notice all sorts of things. They'll notice when their friend's front driver's side tire is low when their friend drives by and they'll tell them, hey, you got to fill your tire. They'll notice the person who dropped something in front of them. And they'll notice the, you know, a kid's untied shoe. How many little bits of hardship could you prevent with just that little bit of information? Just by being observant. Again, it sounds so simple. And it, it is something that we should all be doing. But it takes practice. It takes work. It takes some thought. So this week, as you're living your life, hey, this is the holiday times. Right? We know that muggings go up big time during holiday times. Well, why? Because people are increasingly unobservant. Right? Think about the stereotypical person in a mall. Right? Their head buried in their list, not noticing anything around them. The ideal victim for any crime is one who does not see you coming. So, don't be that person. This time of year, you're going to be out and about a lot. Right? Maybe you'll be in stores or malls or whatever. Take the time to build this observational skill. Take the time to put it into practice and use it all the time. Make it almost a game at first. That will train you to do it well. And before too long, it will become the kind of thing that you do without thought. And just, it'll be one more thing to boost your confidence. One more thing to...
to help you avoid self-defense situations before they happen. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school on Facebook. We are at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Online, we are at TSKSmithtown.com. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. As always, like I asked you guys to do last week, and I'll ask you to do it again, please, no matter where you listen to the podcast, please do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday without a thought. Number two, make sure that you rate the podcast wherever you listen to it, wherever you find it. Just again, only helps. Number three, this one, more important than all the rest in my opinion, share the podcast. The more people that can hear the message, in my opinion, the better. It just helps. So if you guys could please do that for me, I'd very much appreciate it. With that being said, my friends, until next time, I'll see you on the mat.